Well, there you go, Kevin Barker. We know that the Toronto Blue Jays will not go through an entire season without hitting a home run. (laughs) Finally. The question is... I'm trying to figure out how to work this into Jose Brios. But uh you can't. I'm just going to I'm just going to pass it. Like it a over band-aid, to... just pull it off. <laughs> just pull it off. Like I was going to say the, I was going to say the question is when do we see when do we see the Jose Brios we saw 2 years ago? It is Jeff Blair, Kevin Barker, Blue Jays talk. Numbers to call 416-870-0590 star 591 888-666-0590. Come on, you got to have something to talk about after that 9-5 loss to the Kansas City Royals, the Jays 1 and 3 through four games. As I did mention, Bo Bichette hit the Jays' first home run of the year to lead off the ninth inning. But, Kevin, from my way of thinking, this story starts and ends with Jose Barrios, who, for all the tinkering and changes and pitch mix alterations and arm angles and whatever, looked tonight, unfortunately, the way he looked far too often in 2022. Yeah, it's amazing, right? It's, it's you know, look, he's a good dude. He's trying hard. He's trying to figure it out. He he even eliminated his windup. That's the first thing I noticed the very first pitch that when I watched him throw it, I'm like, where's the windup at? He eliminated that. Now he's pitching up now the stretch. You can tell his little start there. He's trying to hide the baseball to get a little deception. Uh, he's trying to have some repeatability. That's what he's trying to do is get it out front, repeat it over and over again so he can get the ball going where he wants it to go. But, Jeff, you know as well as anybody, you've watched enough baseball games, if a pitcher can't throw a fastball where he wants it to go, he's going to get hammered. And this is sort of what you're seeing. Occasionally he'll get it where he wants it to go. You know, he's trying that glove side where he wants to start it at the lefty's hip and have it come back and get the freeze Man, there's a lot of things can go wrong with that. If that's what you're basing your season off of, it's going to be tough, right? And until he figures out how to live on the corners, because we've seen it, for whatever reason, if he misses a little, that thing gets hammered, no matter if it's the changeup, the slurve, the two-seamer, the sinker, the four-seamer, no matter what any of those pitches are, he has to live out of the middle of the plate and be on the corners. And when it's not, like the changeup tonight, it's, it's a bad pitch. The slurve was in the middle of the plate too much. It was predictable. The fastball command was awful. So, you know, it's, again, I, I, will, will we see the, the, the Jose Barrios of two years ago? I don't think he knows that. Mm. I'm not sure I can answer that question as of right now. Four of the first five batters he faced reach base. Melendez uh, doubled on a changeup. The two-seamer was hit by Bobby Witt. The four-seamer was hit by Massey. The changeup was hit by Isbell. And uh, before he got a couple of ground outs, and, and, and bizarrely, he gets two ground outs to get out of that first inning. Well, get out of it. He gave up three runs, but... He gets a couple of ground balls to get out of that inning. Retires the side in the second. You know, retires three of four he faces in the third. Gives up a walk, but gets out of that. And then Kevin again. Uh, it's it's it it's like the fourth inning. Um, single, single, triple off his sinker. Bizarre. And then follows that inning up by going one, two, three against the middle of the order. Like this has got to, this has got to 
this has just got to drive drive Jeff Ware, who was the, the pitching coach today. Uh, Pete Walker is the attending the uh, family matters, attending the funeral of his father. We certainly extend our condolences to Pete. But absolutely, Kevin, that I what do you do? I, I mean, they've tried him from every side of the rug. The, the only thing I can think of is get him to throw this left hand because they tried everything else. And you know, I at the start yeah, of the game, I, Jeff, I, 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 at the start of the game, Buck and, and Dan both brought up the idea about tipping pitches. I mean, who the hell knows? Why not? You know, why not? But we went through that last year with this guy, and this is what I'm I'm kind of getting on your side now because I've been a guy who stood up to him, who stood up for him. But I don't know how a guy with that much experience, that much athleticism, a guy who works that hard, Kevin, I just don't understand why he can't figure it out. And, I'm, and that's what I'm saying, why yeah, he clip. can't figure it out. Absolutely. Well, lefties two were six for 17, had five RBIs. He, he faced 27 batters. He threw 17 strike once. What do you have? He had seven or he had 11 swing and misses. Seven of those were off the slurve. Look, the first thing you got to ask yourself, Jeff, whenever he's facing these lineups, they're just going to stack a bunch of lefties in there, right? Right. All six of those lefties aren't great hitters. And and no. they just look like they were very comfortable, right? It, it's like it's like how does he get them out? He's really predictable with the slurve now, right? It's oh oh, it's it's two strikes. I'm gonna eliminate it. I might go away with a change up occasionally. Doesn't have a ton of depth to it, right? It's not one of those things that's gonna start have look like the sinker movement, just changing the speeds. It's more that side-to-side thing on bat plane. That's a little bit easier pitch to hit. It's like a BP heater, fastball command, that two-seamer running in. I Look, I just don't know consistently if you can throw that thing and your misses are good because when he misses with that, Jeff, it's right down the middle, and, right? And, and I, that's for, for me, I, I just don't understand a guy that's been around as long as he has, why he cannot keep it out of the middle of the plate. That's the thing. They, they've obviously simplified it and eliminated the windup. To, to try and just have him repeat it over and over and over again. And you, it's like you said, they've moved him. I, he started the game in the middle of the rubber. He ended his start on the, the far side of the third base rubber. I, it's like it's like any mini miny mo. So, you know, if we're frustrated watching this thing, he's got to be frustrated going through this. And only time will tell to see if he can figure this out or not. The numbers to call, 416-870-0590, star 591 888 0590. This is Blair and Barker. Blue Jays Talk will be with you till 11 p.m. Shlomo in Scarborough. You want to yeah, talk I... a little bit about the uh, history of Ross Atkins and his trades and his signing for starting pitchers? Yeah, so guys, glad you guys are back. Um, it's good to have you guys back. Love the show. I want to go back. I, I would love to hear. I want to find that show where Dave Sampson commented on Ross Atkins he said something along the lines of, like, any other GM, he can't believe he still has a job with the amount of money wasted on starting pitching. So I was going back to, like, not even just starting pitching, but pitching in general and looking at all the mistakes he made. Like, obviously, who would have had the foresight? But, like, let's look, okay, Jesse Chavez for Liam Hendricks did not age well. Billy McKinney and Drury for J.A. Happ did not age well. We did not get the Drury of last year. Then we look at that Stroman deal where we got Anthony Kay and Simeon Woods-Richardson. We turned that half of that deal into Barrios, gave Barrios a whole ton of money. We look at the money invested on Ryu, Chase Anderson, Tanner Rourke, um, now Bassett. Barker had a lot to say about that deal going in after watching spring training. How does Ross Atkins make it out of this and – 
if these guys can't turn it around because you have three out of, f- out of five starting pitchers with a lot of money where there's question marks. And is Jose Barrios the most overpaid athlete not named Russell Westbrook in pro sports? Huh. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I mean, I think I could probably come up with somebody other than Jose Barrios uh, in terms of, of overpaid. And, and Shlomo, I mean, uh, you know, you've heard me talk enough, I think. Um, somebody's paying him. I never criticized the dude for being overpaid because somebody's somebody's paying him. So I, you know, I'm not going to go down that road. Look, Ross Atkins, um, this this year it's about winning. <laughs> yeah, last year Ross Atkins kind of did what the, the he answered the call of Mark Shapiro. You know, got the team and or he didn't get the team in the playoffs, but put together a team that was good enough to to get in the playoffs won that one more game that they needed to get in the playoffs and then fell apart uh to the to the Se- seattle mariners I, this year yeah look it it's it's got to be about it's got to be about winning a postseason series once you get into the postseason you know all, all bets are off but it, it's got to be about winning at least one postseason series and, and you are right it's 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 not so much the Kevin, I want you to chime in here because it's it's not so much the money and length of contract they've given to pitchers as the pitchers they decided to give it to. Kevin Gossman, I don't think anybody criticized that free agent signing. Hyunjin Ryu, we look back at it now. I would argue it wasn't it. It hasn't stopped the Jays that, from doing what they need. That to was do. more about that was more about his agent. Yeah, that get was the ball about, rolling with him. Yeah, exactly. That was about getting the ball rolling with uh, w- with Scott Boris, and you know, at the time, it wasn't it was an overpay, but we were still in the hole. Hey, you've got to overpay to get a free agent to come to Toronto. We 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 were talking about that all all the time. But yeah, it 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 is true that, and a lot of it is philosophical. This is an organization that clearly, you know, for all you folks out there that think that velocity enough isn't isn't alone to win well god bless the blue jays because they apparently they're attempting to prove that that's true it's just it's an organizational it's a mindset they have about the type of pitchers they want to get in here and you know i look at this organization and 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 it's pitching kevin now they've done a nice job with and you've got to look i think beyond the starters they've done a nice job with jordan romano they've done a nice job with alec manoa nate pearson's come i who the hell knows what he's going to turn into? Uh, they've got Ricky Tiedemann. But, I mean, other than that, you know, where, where are the home-growing arms? Zach Pop was acquired in a trade. Uh, Adam Simber was acquired in a trade. Trevor Richards was acquired in a trade. And Ross Atkins has done some nice work kind of putting pieces into that into that bullpen. But, but not, I would argue, to this point, Kevin not good enough to it's just not enough i i I can't put it any other way it what they have right now i don't think is enough and i'm talking about the entirety the rotation and the bullpen yeah it sure looks bad when you hear the way chris bassett talks about himself and the things he's going through with the pitch calm and you say kikuchi didn't work out last year and they're trying to figure out where he could be his best 
now you're hanging your hat on a lot of him coming in and giving you 20-plus starts and what the quality will be like with him. Jose Barrios, right? You're going off track record, Jeff. You weren't going off what you think you're getting, you know, going forward. You're going off – you're basing this off of, well, we've seen consistency about that somewhere in that little over a four ERA. Well, if he gives us that in the American League East and gives us close to 200 innings, we're going to take that every single year. I think that's what they were trying to pay for. But now this shows up. Yusei Kikuchi shows up. Chris Bassett, look the way he looked. Yeah, right you know now what? it's just that's, not looking Kevin, real good. So. That's one. That's one start. It, it with is. Chris that that's you know, that's the, what Chicago we're talking. White Sox going to throw Michael Kopech out because he gave up four home runs. Well, absolutely not. But well, again, it's right in front of you. When you're when you are wanting to have the year that you're wanting to have, you know as well as anybody. You, you base it off of what you just saw and what you've seen the first time through. Well, you haven't seen Yusei Kikuchi. hasn't been real good besides one guy, and that one guy we think probably might win the Cy Young this year. So. Look, I'm with you. It's the first week of the season, but man, like sooner or later, you're just going to have to. This is what it is. Like you're you go out there and give us your best, and we just haven't really seen it. I just don't know what the upside. I don't know how Jose. Tell me how Barrios, Jeff, because you're the guy that just keeps tooting that horn. Tell me how he gets better. Tell me how he can get I, a couple of good left-handed hitters out on a good team in a row when it matters the most. Tell me how he can do that. If you can tell I me, I then I'll come I, over to your side. No, I at at this point, I mean, I, you know, we've all we've all said the same thing, you know. I mean, the, the telecast tonight, Ben's broadcast tonight. Everybody said everybody knows what Jose Barrios has to do. I'm sure Jose Barrios knows what he has to do, mm-hmm. but it it he for whatever reason he, he for whatever reason he can't do it. I don't know. I don't know enough. Was he a sticky stuff guy? I don't know. Was he a sticky stuff question. guy? I, That's a great I, question. I, I, I don't know. The stuff would suggest that he probably didn't need it, I, I I would think. But, you know, in hindsight now, I guess, when you're looking at the decisions Ross Atkins has made, I, I guess you have to ask yourself, and I'm not a fan of doing this, because at the time they signed Barrios, I thought it was great. You're locking up a guy who's consistent, who's going to give you innings. You know, I looked at the 2020, uh, 2021 Jose Barrios, and, Hell yeah, you'd lock that dude up. The guy's going to no give question. you 200 innings. And he's Absolutely. a competitor and all that good stuff, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. But now I'm asking myself, did you have to lock him up that year? Because he would have been a free agent after this, after 2022, right? Or would it be after this year if you hadn't assigned him? I mean, my point is you're looking back now and you're asking yourself, okay, do we have to lock him up? You jumped then? the gun too soon. Do you it's jump the gun too soon? Yeah. That's what it looks like. But I, I won't say that because you can't come on after you've said you thought it was a good signing and a lot of people thought it was a good signing and then say, well, in hindsight, it wasn't a good signing. But I am going to say that. I, I wonder now if whether or not the Jays didn't jump the gun in him. And because if you ever do want to move that, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't want this contract to turn into a Patrick Corbin contract. Is it Patrick Corbin the guy the Nationals have? It is. No, you you can't get rid of. You you couldn't give him away. Yeah, you couldn't give him away. I don't want that to happen with Jose Barrios. But I mean, you know, the numbers are there. Uh, the performance is there. This is not a small sample size anymore. And yes, we can keep mentioning that one thing happened last year is you know he did pitch some quality starts and the Jays did win a lot of the games he pitched in and all that and but that's 
that's still not enough. That's not enough to to go where the Blue Jays want to go this year. You you can't get where you want to get by having two only having two fifths of a rotation. And again, let's see what Chris Bassett let's see what Chris Bassett does the next outing. You know, let's sure. see what you say Kikuchi brings. Uh what he brings tomorrow. Again, other he, he had the best spring of the rotation other than Kevin Gossman. That that's all we know as of this point in time. So let's see how that carries over into the regular season. Sal and Vaughn, you're on Blair and Barker. Actually, you're on Blue Jays talk with Blair and Barker. First time caller, long time listener. Um, I know it's early and whatnot, but how long do you think Marshall stays at the four spot? I understand Schneider wants to give him a couple reps there, get a feel for it. But considering the lineup has been cold, aside from a few hot hitters, obviously like Chapman, I wonder if we see a little switch around, maybe Kirk, a good contact hitter, or perhaps even ride the hot hand or maybe even Bo, who's aggressive at the play. I just was wondering if you think by, say, start of the homestand next week, if we see perhaps someone else in that four spot. Thank Thanks, you Sal. for taking my call. Thanks, and, uh, and and welcome to the show. And please, 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 please call back. Hey, Kevin, we talked about this today. Uh, I like what I've seen from Dalton Varsho so far, by and large. I like what I've seen from him against left-handed pitching. I will say this, as far as I can tell, there's only one guy in this city who's been pounding the drum for Bo Bichette to be the cleanup hitter. I'm not going to mention his name. But, I mean, I here's the thing. The, 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 the decision to make is Bo Bichette hits second, he gets the extra at bat. That's fine and well. But you talked about this today. You need somebody who can help create that big inning for you. And right now, to me, the two guys that can help create a big inning for you are Bichette and Chapman. Those are the two guys that are, are sort of hitting with, with any authority right now that you may look at, at putting in the middle of the order at, at, at some point in time. I, I think, listen, you've made this point off. I don't think they have a cleanup hitter. I really yeah, don't. don't. I, think, I think you're going to see, hell, I think by the end of the first month, you might see five different guys in a cleanup spot. And you could. If, if Chappie keeps it going... He certainly, I think, deserves to be moved up in the, you know, in the order if Brandon Belt does is continuing to do what he does, and, and we got to talk about Alejandro Kirk before the break and <laughs> what we saw from him today. Uh, I, I don't know, Alejandro Kirk. Again, to me, Alejandro Kirk, Varsho in the cleanup spot. I'm getting the same thing. I'm getting a poke to the opposite field. I don't see. I don't. I don't see Alejandro Kirk. Giving me twenty five home runs. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, let's be let's be honest. Until the rotation figures itself out, I don't think it really matters where the lineup's at. But I'm I'm with you. I, I think the more you say Bo Bichette hitting cleanup out loud makes a lot of sense when going for the beginning. It's not so much anymore because right now you got some unknowns in your rotation. You don't really know every fifth day what you're gonna get from every single one of these guys, except maybe from one or two of them. So with that being said, you need to play for the big inning, and the big inning would tell you try and get a couple of guys on for one dude who can either run into one or who can go line to line. Who's that one guy, Jeff? But oh, well, there's actually two guys. That would be Chapman too with the little toe tap. Now we saw him. That's the first time today I saw him use it with two strikes. Normally yes. he goes back to that other thing that he was doing last year. That would tell you he's very confident. He's seeing the ball well. He's getting a good pitch to hit. He feels comfortable and balanced with his lower half enough with the timing to use the toe tap, get the head out where it should be. So 
Yeah, I don't know. Look, look again, I'm going to stick with they don't have a cleanup hitter, but you're trying to play for the big inning. You're trying to play the hot hand. You want to get as many dudes on as possible for the big boy to come up so maybe he'll run into one or clear the bases. What they have? Had the bases loaded a couple times tonight to score a couple runs. That's just not good enough, right? Right mm-hmm. with the way the rotation's throwing, at least the first time through, you need to score some more runs. So I think right now, this is just me, that'd be a panic move. You don't want to panic because of where your team's trying to go and who you brought in to help you, who was left-handed. But I will say, if they continue to struggle and not scoring any runs, John Snyder, we know him. I know him. You know him. He's not afraid to do some things, and he will do that and do what is warranted to get this team hot and try and score some more runs to help out the rotation, help out the pitching staff, and have a little fun. Hey, I will say this. I noticed the first homer, there's no jacket. That should make everybody happy. Yeah. By the way, and if uh, if that uh, if you're still one of those people that likes the ball players to kind of put their head down and run back to the dugout and not celebrate home runs, and you think that the home run jacket is the worst thing you've ever seen, get a load of what uh, get a load of what the Japanese slugger for the Red Sox does when he hits home runs. They've got inflatable barbells that he lifts up and down. So there you go. Take a look at that. No other team would have a home run jacket or anything like that. Only the Blue Jays. It's a sign of a lack of maturity, the part of the Blue Jays. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break and come back with more calls. 416-870-0590, star 591, triple 590 We'll talk a little bit about, Al- uh, about Alejandro Kirk's uh, base running in the second inning as well, which just fried me. That was my first angry, angry text of the year to Barker. Uh, Alejandro Kirk, ding, ding, wake up. We'll talk about it. It's Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Tough to kind of crawl out of a hole every night. Um, but, you know, we trust these guys. It's early. The beginning of the year is tough. You know, it's the first time through. It's everyone's first time through. So they're trying to get their footing a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's tough for the offense to kind of, you know, throw some things out there consistently when you're when you're down like that. Um, but, you know, again, it's first time through. Hopefully it gets better the second time. John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. A reminder, it is early. Yeah, I love I love John, but I thought that's what spring training was for. It's early. Well, it is, I guess. It's early. Uh, also a reminder that Blue Jays baseball is brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Did you know that spring is the best time of the year to protect your vehicle from rust? Find out why and book your appointment today at crown.com. Crown is Canada's number one rust protection and with that i think it's probably time that we take a look at uh the al east standings the bet 365 mlb standings mr barker i'm going to take a quick perusal and see what the uh, american league east uh, is 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 offering us how my rays doing Oh, the year race all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I've seen their pitching staff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a, you know what you are. You're a front runner. <laughs> you're a front runner. Your Rays are 4 and 0. Mr. Barker. How about that. Your Rays are 4 and 0. They're comfortably they've already got a run differential of plus 22. They're comfortably in first place. Maybe not comfortably. The Yankees are 3 and 1. The Baltimore Orioles are 2 and 2. The Boston Red Sox are 2 and 2 and the Toronto Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays are one and three. Your and, Toronto uh, Blue Jays. Your Toronto Blue Jays are 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 one and three. And a reminder that Tampa Bay doesn't play. Tampa Bay really doesn't play a legitimate major league team until 
uh, until next week when the Boston Red Sox are in in Tampa for four games and they come to Toronto. They got <laughs> they've got games against Washington and then they uh, have got games at home against Oakland after uh, opening the season with the Detroit Tigers. So yeah, the uh, the baseball gods the baseball gods definitely doing definitely doing the Rays a solid there with the schedule. But I mean, all kidding aside, the Rays pitching is. The race pitching is just uh, is just obscenely good, and and uh, as part of the Bet Three Six Five promotion, download the Bet Three Six Five app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games. Nineteen plus, play responsibly. Ontario only. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. So got about ten minutes or so. We'll get back to the phone lines, Kevin. Though I do want to talk about Alejandro Kirk in the second inning. He is on first base after a walk. There are two outs. Matt Chapman hits a ball to the warning track in right field. Well, he hit it over the head of the right fielder, Nate Eaton. It goes to the warning track. Your boy Kirky managed to pull all to uh, to get all the way to third base in a play that, I mean, Kevin, you got to be running from the get go. And even if you're not running from the get go, major league players got to be able to score on that ball. I mean that that. I don't even know what to make of that play. I, I just don't because it makes us go to a lot of uncomfortable places. But um, if Alejandro Kirk is going to hit in the middle of the order, like I understand he's behind everybody else. I get the whole spring training thing. But uh, if he's going to be in the middle of this order, he's got to step it up really soon. I'm not saying yeah, yeah. you get rid of him or anything, but right now he's a bit of an anchor in this team. Yeah, it's not, for me, it's not about scoring or, or will he score or won't he score. It, it, for me, it's about you got to know the situation. you got to know who's on the mound for you, who is struggling. Every run's going to matter. It's gotta, you got to know who's at the plate, who is a hot guy who's hitting line drives all over the field. you got to know how many outs there are. You don't know with two outs. If you don't know the outs, you don't wait till a ball goes over a guy's head to, to run the bases. You don't do those kind of things. It's an eyesore. That's exactly what it is. I'm not even saying he's going to score, but you got to at least run the base is the right way you got to know the situation you got to do your part and those are kind of things that john snyder was talking about at the beginning of the season everybody's seen the same video i've been seeing where john was standing up in front of his team and was saying that it's all about the little things well that's exactly what he's talking about again it ain't about how you know if you're scoring or not it's about doing the right thing and forcing your third base coach to stop you he did not do that there's no excuse for it. None, zero, none whatsoever. And I'm sure there'll be a conversation had about it. Well, maybe not tonight because the way the game ended. But it's it's not a good look. The way your starters have been looking, you have to run the bases always the right way. And he didn't do that. No, it uh, it is it is not a good look. Neither is the Jays' record right now either, early days. But it is 1-3, 9-5 loss to the Kansas City Royals. Three more games in this series. You heard John Schneider, the manager of the Blue Jays, say what he said. You know, it is it is true. It's it is tough to dig yourself to dig yourself out of a hole. Even a team that should be as good offensively as this as this Blue Jays lineup is, they just their their starting pitching hasn't given them a chance in two of the four games. And Alec Manoa wasn't 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 very good in the in the opener either. Uh, I mean, the fact of the matter is. First four starting pitchers, or the first the first four starts this year. The only one you really want to write home about is uh, is Kevin Gossman's, and uh, you know, and that that I mean that loss, the, the Matt Chapman throwing error on Saturday, and a complete lack of 
uh, ability to get a hit against uh, Jack Flaherty after he'd loaded the bases and was walking the park. I mean, you you can figure that game is very easy to figure out. It's very easy to figure out why the Jays lost. Very little of that had to do with the starting pitching. But, man, the, th- uh, the, the two games they've lost, the two other games they've lost, you can lay it right at the foot of the starting pitcher. You, you just can. Jennifer in Toronto, you're on Blue oh, Jays' time. Great show. Hey, good to hear from you, Jennifer. How you doing? I'm good. I always listen in the afternoon. You know, I hated the Alejandro Kirk uh, play. I don't know if it's on the first base coach, him, but I played ball for 40 years, and I know to run on two. I don't need my coach to tell me, but whatever. And I don't like the physicality of Kirk this year. I thought he was going to slim down, whatever. But regardless, you know what bothers me? What the Jays front office has done with pitching. We traded Nick Frasso, who throws 102, to Dodgers for Mitch White. That bothers me. Uh, And we've traded a a couple other high-velocity relievers. What did we think, Mitch White? We weren't going to win the World Series last year. Why did we trade him? I think um, they're not very good judges, our front office, of pitching talent. I really think we have let go a lot of um, high-velocity people who could be great relievers. And the Barrios uh, thing... I love Kikuchi. I think Kikuchi will give up three hits tomorrow and win. But oh, I, I want to get your impression of what you think. Yeah, I mean, the, the, thanks for the call, Jennifer. They have not done a great job. And, and it's going to seem odd to say this because it's not like they got the worst rotation in baseball. Uh, but, you know, the bullpen's kind of middle of the pack last year. And it's it's the same group that's back this year for the most part. I don't have a problem with the closer. I don't even really have a problem. There's like four or five guys in that bullpen. I don't have a problem with. They're they're useful guys. Adam Simber can be useful. Zach Pop can be useful. I got no problem with Jimmy Garcia. I've got no problem with Jordan Romano. You can but make just, the playoffs with them. Yeah, you can make the playoffs with them. Exactly. It, after that, I, I don't know. But yeah, it it's um, it is it, some of the decisions surrounding the pitching are puzzling and I keep getting back to I would love to have a talk Kevin with somebody and really do a deep dive into what they thought they had with Nate Pearson and whether they think they mishandled Nate Pearson because that to me is a guy that is an arm that this organization they've invested a crap ton of time in. they've invested a lot of man man hours They've invested a lot of technology. They've invested a lot of things in Nate Pearson. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, the fact that he has not yet been able to really establish himself in the major leagues. I, I I understand that at some point the guy has to take it and run with it. But I look at Nate Pearson as being a bit of an organizational issue. I really do. Uh, and again, I'll say, you know, on the plus side, hey, they Alec Manoa turned into a real good starting. He's an organizational guy. You know, let's see what Ricky Tiedemann turns into. But, yeah, we the, the Jays do seem to – they seem to they seem to need to go out and trade 
for pitching an awful lot. I guess I guess that's what I would say. Yeah, I'm with you a little bit. I, I don't know if I agree edges. with. I don't know if I agree with the Nate Pearson thing. You know, for me, if you throw a hundred, I don't think it's about the organization. It's about you. Sometimes you got to blame the player. You can't always blame the boss. And for me, that's that's more of a Nate Pearson thing than it is the organization. Yeah, but I'm with you. This is sort of rubber meets meets the road here when it comes to it's all about winning. It's all about performance. It's not about anything else. You know, I think people are tired of hearing that Jose Barrios has sort of reinvented himself mechanically. No, I don't think anybody cares anymore. It's about going out there and giving them five or six scoreless. And and we'll see if he can do that. That that'll be the intriguing thing. I never thought I'd say it. Biggest start of the year. You say Kikuchi <laughs> tomorrow. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Say Kikuchi is on the mound for the Blue Jays tomorrow night, the second of this four-game series against the Kansas City Royals. Then it's on to Anaheim to face the LA Angels. Nine to five, the Kansas City Royals beating Jose Barrios and the Toronto Blue Jays tonight. But Bo Bichette did hit the Blue Jays' first home run, so now they, at least they can say they're not the only team in baseball that hasn't uh, that hasn't hit a home run this year. Nine five, the Jays lose to uh, Kansas City. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Did you know spring is the best time of the year to protect your vehicle from rust? Find out why and book your appointment today at Crown.com. Crown, Canada's number one rust protection. We'll